to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name is Susan Sellers, and I'll be your host for today. Today's episode has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the Naval Academy Spouses and Civilian Club. I want to welcome Rachel Guilfoy, who is Dodia's State Teacher of the Year for 2022 and one of the Fulbright 2022-2023 Global Teachers for Classrooms Award recipient. Rachel, thanks so much for coming on the show and congratulations on that honor. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me and I appreciate the congratulations. Thank you again. So how long have you been teaching in the Dodia school system? So I've been teaching in the Dodia school system uh, for 13 years. Wow, I bet there might be a story behind that. So how did you find yourself in this particular role for teaching for the last 13 years? So for me, um, I can uh, kind of go backwards a little bit. So uh, I actually was a Dodia student myself. And so I was familiar um, as a student, being a student growing up, both my parents were active duty Air Force. So um, Dodia as a system came into my purview as a, as a child, um, all the way up through high school um, in different parts of the United States, and then uh, specifically um, overseas in uh, Okinawa, Japan. And so growing up, I was already familiar with what the school system was. So as I became an adult, as I grew and my life took a certain trajectory, I married uh, into the military. My husband was active duty and we were stationed overseas and, you know, life sort of led me into a path of teaching. Uh, my husband passed away <clears throat> on active duty. And so it was at that point that I thought, well, how could I give back to military community? I was on active duty myself, but, um, you know, I was a parent to military connected children. I was a military connected child myself. I'd always been interested in teaching, so I thought that the best way that I could give back to military community would be to become a teacher of military-connected students. So that naturally led me to DODIA because, as I said, I was familiar with the system uh, as a student. And so um, that led me to teaching for DODIA, and this is my 13th year. That is quite the journey, and you're currently teaching in South Korea down in the Daegu area. I'm wondering, how do you think your background that you just shared with us influenced you in terms of how you define identity? Well, I think that um, for me, being a first-generation American, a naturalized citizen, and my uh, parents were immigrants to the United States uh, from the Caribbean, and so I think for me, culture is sort of what binded us moving all around the world and learning not only about um, American culture, but obviously also the culture of where we were stationed at the time. And so I think that for me, culture is what binds me uh, no matter where I am. And so I also think that for a lot of military connected students, that is also a binding point. So. They are American, um, but many of them, of course, have lived in various places around the world and in the United States. And some may even have parents that are from another country or they have lived in another country or they speak 
multiple languages at home. So having a cultural identity to bind them, no matter where they are in the world as a military connected students, I think, uh, I think is very important and it provides a multi layered um, sort of uh, feel to the students and dimension to the students and to their education. Well, I think you bring up a, a really interesting point, the, the point of that culture is what binds us. And we've actually explored this concept a little bit more when we've had Dr. Ruth Van Recken, who is the author of Third Culture Kids. She talks about something that you shared, you know, that when you're living in a different culture, and it could be even in, you know, the South in the United States, or it could be in South Korea, that that culture has an impact on you. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you have so many interesting and diverse elements just, you know, in your own story, being a first generation, growing up overseas, being part of the military in lots of different roles. And so I think for our military kids, you know, they may look American on the outside, but on the inside, they may actually feel differently or they have a lots of different experiences that sort of build into their identity. Have you seen that in your own children? Yes, I have. So uh, my family is West Indian from the Caribbean. And so growing up, that's what we had at home, Caribbean uh, food, Caribbean music. And then, of course, the sort of wider culture was American and then living in Europe and living here now in South Korea for the past 13 years. So we are very comfortable having uh, Caribbean food and curry and roti and just as comfortable having kimchi <laughs> or, or or kimbap or other Korean food. And we can just go from one to the other or have both at the same time, have Caribbean food and Korean food at the same time. So I think that lends itself to developing this um, skill of becoming social and cultural chameleons, right? So we're able to, you know, draw this energy, right? And this knowledge uh, from where we are in the moment. And I think that that is something that military connected students really, really, um, they thrive and they excel in that area. Well, taking that into consideration and even acknowledging that the military is its own culture, you know, we have our own language, we have our own customs, certainly our own experiences. When you consider all of this, how does that impact the way you teach? Well, that's interesting because I think that, you know, learning spaces don't always have to be in the formal classroom, right? I think that uh, any space that we're in, in, in the right opportunity can be a, a place and a time to learn. So what I like to do is I like to think about um, my students' backgrounds. I like to think about what they bring to school, their experiences, whether it's language, culture, their interests, and especially for military-connected students, oftentimes it's location, right, where they've been. So I can uh, tell you, for example, that we've had math lessons and geometry lessons uh, about math and angles. And uh, I was explaining, for example, about the Leaning Tower of Pisa in Italy. And I had a student um, say, oh, I went there. I, I know about that. And so I was like, oh, okay. So that having that anchor point for that student, and there were a few other students too, um, I think that really lent itself to be able to connect the outside world and these authentic experiences that our military connected students have to some of the more formal learning spaces. 
And what that also did was it not only allowed me as an educator to learn more about that student and learn more about how they learn and what their experiences are, but it also allowed the other students to gain some insight. It opened up the classroom and the learning spaces and discussions because and other students were thinking about places that they've been and how they connect what we learn inside the classroom to the authentic learning that was going on outside the classroom. And again, I think that for me as an educator, having had that experience as a military connected student and a military connected spouse, I think that being able to make those connections, I think is very important and that impacts how I instruct and the learning spaces that I create in my classroom. I agree when you try find those anchor points of connection for our students, particularly those that are maybe moving mid year, because you know what a challenge it can be, you know, to go into a classroom that's already established. And I know you do a great extended version of all about me that I would love for you to share, but it's. I think so important that when those teachers can find those anchor points for children, that's really going to help them with that transition. And it's going to help them then to connect with their current surroundings, because as much as we like to say military life is unique, I do think it is equally as important to find those commonalities so that our kids can feel like they're a part of something. Can you share the extended version of all about me that you do with the kids? Yes, so, you know, military connected students, some of the students that I have, I, I teach the 5th grade and for some of the students, this is their 3rd or 4th school already. And they're not even, you know, in uh, middle school. So I feel that it's very important from day 1, um, whether the students have been there a few years or whether it's their 1st day um, to. To extend this space, as you said, and so this extension of all about me and finding these commonalities. So we do things like we have um, classroom bingos and we talk about where students have been and they can get a bingo depending on, you know, they have to go around the room and they have to find these commonalities. And many times um, what I've noticed is that some of the students or many of the students actually have been to the same places. So. Somebody might say, oh, I was in Fort Hood. Oh, I was in Fort, too, Fort Hood, too. I lived in Harker Heights. And so students have these conversations and, you know, students, we find out, of course, that students have lots of interest and students actually sometimes bond over things like how often their, their military parent is deployed, which I think is a very unique part of uh, the military experience, particularly for children. And so having those um commonalities become anchor points as a point of strength for the students to bind them together, particularly in this sort of transitional life that can be in the military community for children, I think it's very important. And so we often make posters out of our commonalities. We make posters of bonds and we put uh, little pins on flags, like little pinpoint on the posters of where people have been. And if someone has done something similar, we'll write me too. And so it really opens up the space for bonding, but it also opens up the space for not only things that the children have in common, but also things that maybe someone's experienced that you haven't experienced, but you want to know more. Right, that always lends itself to rich conversation, particularly I've, I've had it happen where someone has not been to Germany before, maybe at the beginning of the year, 
and the students are talking and lo and behold, maybe in the spring, they find out they get orders to Germany. And it's like, I remember you told me at the beginning of the year that you were in Germany. And so I think that really helps because I think that provides almost a way to lessen the nervousness maybe about moving to a place. If you know, if you knew somebody that used to be there, I think that really helps. So I think um, that sort of extension of all about me, um, it doesn't just happen at the beginning of the year. It's continuous because students are always learning and growing and in the military community, it's very common to get students midway through the year. Um, I actually just got a new student today. <laughs> so, um, uh, so this is very common up until even the last week of school all throughout the school year. So it's, it's very important and I think it also creates um, a sense of empathy for the students because they understand what it feels like to be the new kid. And so having modeling for them about how to welcome people into our space, how to talk with people to find commonalities and build bonds, I think is very important as an educator that I model that. And I always tell them that I too was a military connected student. I know what it feels like to PCS midway through the year and lose friends and make new friends. And so I think that they really appreciate that, that I as an educator have had that similar experience that they're experiencing now as a student. You know, I think that is such a neat idea, particularly the extension activities that you're doing throughout the year, because as you said, you know, a lot of military kids are going to be moving, changing schools and not on the traditional calendar. It may be in December. It may be in October. Um, and to find those commonalities, or as we said, those anchor points, because I think once a kid can feel more connected in their classroom, in their environment, that lends itself to supporting that academic piece, to helping with that learning, because it's so much more than just your math facts and your spelling. For teachers or maybe um, educational staff that are listening to this podcast, what advice would you give them in terms of how they can tap into their own strengths to help our military kids? I think that um, as educators, we are here in the best interest of our students, right? And as you said, sometimes we may have students who have unique needs, right? And we may have to do a little bit more background information, I'll do a little homework or teacher homework to kind of figure out how best we can meet the needs of the students. I think perhaps learning more about the specific military community um, that the school is in or where your students are located um, because each branch of the military has its own unique history, its own unique acronyms, its own unique way of doing things, even its own deployment rhythms, right? Which I think are very important because these things will will impact uh, students in the classroom. So I think that if teachers can um, understand or be aware or in tune to some of these um, unique aspects of military life and how they impact military families and by extension, military connected students and their education. I think that that would go a long way with connecting to uh, military connected students. And then of course that in turn will then impact our instruction and how we teach our military connected students. Well, and I think also too, for the educators that maybe have a background in the military community, you know, such as yourself, 
find utilizing that as a way to connect with their kids, I think is such a great idea too, because immediately there is that understanding of their community and their understanding of their environment and why not use it as a strength to enhance your classroom. And honestly, I think what you shared is such great advice, whether you're a parent or whether you're an educator, is just learning from stories and whether that's a parent kind of creating an all about me for their child when they go into a new classroom so that that teacher can learn a little bit more about the child and have a better understanding. I think that's a great way to help set up success for, you know, a particular school year, because ultimately that's what we all want. We want our kids to be successful academically and socially. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, I would just like to just share, I'm not sure if our listeners are aware of it, but military communities have liaison school, liaison officers, SLOs, and they are also a great resource for parents, um, school personnel and members of the community, particularly families who may just be PCSing in or even PCSing out and wanting to connect with the school that their student is going to. So I think uh, whether it's in the United States or overseas, I think um, connecting that way through their SLO, their student liaison officer would be a great resource. And um, as you said, I, I also think that taking the time just to hear the stories of our military connected students is so, so important. And I think that students always appreciate hearing that banter, hearing what adults are saying, and particularly, I think it lends itself to creating the safe space of learning. And so, as you said, if students feel that the environment is welcoming and they feel that it's authentic and they feel connected to the space, then that will open up that space for learning and for growth, right? So I think that's uh, very uh, important, as you said, because we want our students to be successful not just academically, but socially, right? Um, and we know that sometimes with military connected moves that could create some disruption. And so as educators and community members, we want to do our very best to make sure that those disruptions, well, we can't maybe stop those disruptions, but we can certainly try to minimize them. And we can certainly try to make those disruptions become a point of resiliency so that the students can be successful no matter where they are in the world. So I think that's very important. And I would also like to give a shout out to my school in Daegu, South Korea, the Daegu Dragons uh, in Camp George, South Korea. And um, I would like to share our motto. We are the Daegu Dragons. And our motto is, uh, we are where the dragons grow up to be warriors. And we have two small schools here in the, in the Daegu area, Area 4 in South Korea. We have a school, Daegu Elementary School in Camp George, South Korea. And we have Daegu Middle High School in Camp Walker, which is just right up the road. And uh, where we're located in Camp George was named after PFC Charles George, who was a Medal of Honor recipient during the Korean War. And so, out of respect uh, for his heritage as a member of the Cherokee Nation, the original school was known as the Daegu American Warriors. And our school split. We went from a unit school to an elementary and then a middle high school on another installation. 
And so we now have the Warriors on one school as a legacy to PFC George. And we also have the Dragons. And so with this transition, in order to keep this legacy, we have the motto where the Dragons grow up to be Warriors. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody in Daegu, South Korea. I absolutely love that. I think that is so amazing. And that phrase is really special because I think it embraces the military kid and the military culture that has obviously been created there in Daegu. You know, they're taking their one layer of identity as a dragon, but they're continuing on to celebrate that culture. And as they grow, they become warriors as well. So that is a really neat motto. And we, of course, want to do a shout out to the Daegu Dragons. And we are just so lucky that Rachel, you came on the show today. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. Thank you again to the Naval Academy Spouses and Civilian Club for their support of this episode. Until next time, live a great story.